0: I'm Byron Fayette. It is 28 June 2021 and as I read today's news that confirms what my bank account says that whiskey is the latest victim of inflation. I note that on this day in history the first college fraternity formed in the U.S. the Supreme Court told a delusional moron he was not actually the baron of Arizona. The Panama Canal was authorized. Mike Tyson snacked on Evander Holyfield's ear. And the Supreme Court upheld that the right to bear arms was an individual, not a collective right, and being particularly wound up this morning about the mannequin-in-chief in the White House, I'll have more to say on that on the way. Now, here in the architects, we actually do have some things in common with New Englanders, Westerners, Midwesterners, we even see Ida High with the people of Northern California. That meaning we own guns, we use guns, we are keeping our guns. Some of us gun owners will fight anti-gun measures every step of the way. Some of us are willing to talk turkey and compromise on the issue. What we won't abide is having our words twisted. Down here, and in many parts of the U.S., we own guns for hunting, sport, as collector items, or just because we can have them. We do not own them, as the walker-in-chief Biden said last week to overthrow the government. We don't want, nor do we need, as he said, F-15s. We don't want nuclear weapons. Those are offensive weapons. Now, Biden said some other things that his puppet masters wanted him to. He said there have always been limits on guns from the beginning. Of course, the history books that Biden reads come with a complimentary set of crayons. What can you expect? The limits which he spoke were actually on the military, not on the citizenry. In the early days of the Republic, the military used muskets, citizens-owned rifles, I wouldn't expect Biden and company to know the difference, but the Pennsylvania, later the Kentucky Long Rifle, was a vastly superior weapon to the mass-produced brown Bess musket carried by soldiers in that era. He went on to say early Americans could not own cannons. Many did. American settlers built communities in the wilderness from Kentucky to New Mexico. Central to those communities was a stockade providing retreat in times of danger. That retreat, that stockade, usually had a cannon manned and, yes, owned by civilians. In that era, when private merchant ships took to the sea, they carried cannons purchased by the ship owner, manned by a civilian crew to protect the ship It's complement. It's cargo. But we all know times have changed. That is no longer needed. The danger is past. Did you see the movie Captain Phillips? Don't you think that crew would have preferred some artillery to the water hoses they used to battle unsuccessfully against the invading Somali pirates? Okay, but there is no longer a frontier. No need for AR-15s in civilian homes. Just look to the southern border. Right now, thousands thousands crossing every night illegally. They're not all bad people, but certainly some gangs are crossing. The rapes, murders, robberies attest to that. Now, neither I nor anyone in my household wish to shoot anyone, but if my home should be surrounded by MS-13 or whoever, I won't make my stand with a squirrel rifle. Right now, good citizens endure long nights of terror along that border The federal government won't protect them. Their state governments are told by the federal government you have no right to protect your own state citizens, and the county sheriffs and their loyal deputies are stretched too thin to provide that protection. So what keeps the gangsters and drug runners from kicking in doors on that border and having those decent people at their mercy? This and only this, the knowledge that the people inside have and know how to use lethal firearms. I don't blame them for owning ARs. I wouldn't blame them for owning street sweeper shotguns or belt-fed M60 fully automatic machine guns. They are, after all, their own, only defense. Now, I am a few miles removed from that border residing in a fairly peaceful area where we surely don't need Glocks on our belts or so-called assault rifles on our shoulders. That's the part that the folks from the metropolitan areas never understand. We are alone and we would be vulnerable were it not for our weapons. We don't need guns to fight the crime. We don't have the crime because we have the guns. Do a search for home invasion robberies, one I performed just moments ago, reveals dozens over the last few days, all in cities. Rarely does such brutality come to the country. Anyone with those evil intentions must first make it through the cow dogs, and then they've got to make it through Farmer Brown's AR-15. And should Farmer Brown need backup? Her husband is flanking the enemy with his 10-gauge goose gun. Now, we are not, we gun owners are not, QAnon shamans. We're not rioters. When the January 6th nonsense went down, we were stretching fence, planing boards, preparing for planting, or working in schools, offices, and banks, much like anyone else would. We don't plan on taking over the government. We don't even wish to have to defend ourselves against the federal military. It is, after all, our sons and daughters who make up the bulk of that patriotic military. But yes, we do believe the guns are there as the ultimate protection against government tyranny. That is what Jefferson and many others saw coming. What they never saw coming was a time when Americans needed their guns because their own government refused to provide for the common defense of Americans on land and sea, in riot-torn city and broken border farms. I'm Byron Fayette, reminding you to drink at home. It's cheaper, it's safer, and the way these liquor prices are going, you'll soon need to be at home and you'll need those guns to defend your own home moonshine still.